We now interrupt your regularly scheduled Saturday morning bullcrap for earlier bullcrap. It's Levac and Gaz. Uh, I am. Uh, I'm. I'm going to consider where I am live in the Tech East uh, studios because, well, they pay my mortgage. So, uh, yeah. So I'm here at, uh, at Levax Folly. Gaz is over. Gaz, are you home or are you at your parents? I'm at my parents' place right now. I had the traditional sock Christmas party exchange last night with a bunch of my friends from back home. So, what you get? I'm right now and uh, flash the socks. What's up? No, I can't flash that. They're leaning on right now. As I say, they're leaning on my computer right now, so that can't work. <laughs> what do they look like? Uh, I got Superman socks because Rex is in attendance, so he wanted the Superman socks. Aww. So he got some sweet Superman socks, and then he's off the dinosaur world with his grandparents today. So, dinosaur world? Yeah, I guess it's like I think it was on Shark Tank at some point. So he oh, is so off. Like one of those where you walk through the park and there's like yeah. dinosaurs. And they, oh, okay, in this yeah, weather, yeah, huh? Yeah. What's it like out no, there? No, no, it's stuff? inside. It's inside. Oh, okay, okay. I think there's one around here that's like an outdoor trail. I'm almost Ooh. positive. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know that for sure because I only half pay attention to everything that I'm not saying. But I pay even less attention to the shit I say. So, yeah, that's cool. All right, Superman socks. Superman's always a winner. Always a winner to go with the soups. You know, Good. listen. Always be yourself unless you can be Superman and then be Superman. Um, all right. So I, I look like absolute dog shit and I apologize. I don't know. Like I have these kind of allergies that make my eyes like my eyes get all puffy and watery like all the time. I don't have like I don't cough. I barely sneeze, but I, my eyes get nasty. And with the weather going like, um, hey, it's freezing. Welcome to winter. Nah, just kidding. It's still fall. No, it's summer. No, it's winter. Like it's I'm. I look like I look like I was up raging last night. I I had like three of those uh, those Bud Light colas, the hard colas last night, and I chilled out. That's it. That's all I had. So I'm not like I'm not hungover. I'm just ugly. <laughs> I've never had one of those colas. Now like there's a part of me that's thinking, man, I kind of would like like them to be a sponsor, get them on the show, <laughs> see what they taste like. Oh, they got the they got the hard so you haven't had the hard sodas yet. No. So. This is the this is the deal, right? I feel very ghetto buying the twenty four ounces, grabbing the deuces, but the twelve pack comes with the cola, the orange, the grape, and I want to say like a cherry. I can't even remember what the other one. Oh no, a lemon lime. I'm sorry, that's what it is. Yeah, so it's a orange grape, lemon lime, and cola. The lemon lime I like, but the grape and the orange are so sweet. Like if you don't like sweet sodas, like you you they're not good. They're good, but they're not. They're not like what I like. The cola tastes like generic store brand cola. Like it doesn't taste like taste like Coke. It doesn't taste like Pepsi. Like if you've ever bought like like Price Chopper cola or or Hanover cola, whatever those, it tastes just like that. But it's like five percent alcohol. It's, it's amazing. I enjoy it. It's a good time. So I grabbed a couple of those on the way home yesterday. Rocked those back. That's it though. The point is, I just look like crap. There's no reason that besides allergies, genetics, and just uh, you have eyesight. That I look like crap, but it's real. It happened. Guys, guys turned the cameras on this morning. Went, oh God, what happened to Jeff? And I was like, yeah, uh, what is it, it was bad. <laughs> uh, well, I don't think you looked as bad as USC last night, or oh. right? Is, is that is that the way we played this? Gonna, I want to say they played bad, but I don't even know if they really did. Well, they Caleb got Williams to a hurt. great start. Yeah, great start, and they fell off. But all right, wrestling terms. I've had to speak a lot of wrestling terms lately in the office because Benny Ice. Um, the every player on Utah looks like 
a member of of the Anoa family. Like every one of them is thick. Like they run like fast as as lightning, and they're big dudes. Like they are trucking dudes. It was crazy. Every time I like I was like I'd flip back and forth for something or whatever. I come back, and here's a dude who's just thick with like two C's, and he is just trucking the ball down the field. I'm like, dude, my my Utah bet's feeling pretty strong right now. I was watching watching freaking uh, you know who's the who's the enforcer for the bloodline now? Oh, the, Roman Reigns. Are you talking no, solo? That new kid. Yeah, solo. Like I got solo as, as my quarterback, so I feel pretty good about the world. It's gonna be a good time. So Utah get get to. I mean, I just feel like I feel like they out toughed USC. I feel like they were tougher and meaner than USC. Yes, that's exactly it. And that bet going into the game, the fact that USC was at two and a half. We're gonna go back maybe at the end of the year and say what were the biggest sucker bets of the year. That is on the list of one of the biggest sucker bets of the year to take USC. I'm glad your money was on Utah. There is a part of me that, and I'll explain this a little bit, why I did not want to bet. I, I wanted USC to win. I, did I want wanted USC, USC to, to win. win as well. Yeah. I'm with you. And uh, My reason is way more petty than yours, I think. The, the Utah matchup you mentioned, more physical, better on defense. USC's biggest weakness all season long has been tackling and i know out loud at a football team 13 games <laughs> in the season tackling uh uh brock Heward did a great job on the broadcast last night talking like hey you just gotta tackle people i know they're bigger than you but I'm it's literally so watching 87 run through the defensive back yeah. right now the thing with usc awesome best wide receiver jordan addison caleb williams comes in lincoln riley you're doing transfer you most people yeah. who have a season like that are two to three years away from competing if it was the old college days, you probably were got to go to the AD and be like, it's going to be a while. We don't have any players. <laughs> we got nothing going here. But Utah was bigger, more physical. And it's cool to see for the second consecutive year, a school like Utah in the Rose Bowl. Like, it just yeah. looks a little different with their team name in the end zone in Pasadena when we're used to so many of the same old schools. Yeah, like Lincoln Riley this year gave you a master class on the transfer portal. How to use it, how to make it work. Because, you know, he, he, Colin Cowherd has to be the biggest USC apologist that to ever walk the, the face of the planet. Like, he's somewhere on that man's body. He has a, a USC Trojan tattoo. But even he was, like, amazed by how fast this this group meld together. Because they did. It was it was, it was was pretty it's pretty amazing to take, what, what are they, had nine transfers starting or something like yeah. that? I mean, like, some ridiculous. My cat's going crazy. I'm sorry. Um, so it, it, it was really impressive. The reason... I couldn't really lose last night is I had a nice little bit of money on very responsible, nice amount of money on Utah. So I was going to win. I won cash, but the problem is that means Ohio state's in the, in the freaking playoff, right? Like Ohio state is now in the playoffs unless like something crazy happens. It's now going to be what Georgia, Michigan, TCU, Ohio state. That's exactly it. Yeah, and that's why I was rooting for USC because you look at Ohio State. You and I watched that game together. You watch Ohio State throughout the entire season. I don't I don't know why they should be in it. I, I don't get it. Like, okay, they beat Penn State. They beat Notre Dame week one, the same Notre Dame team that later on lost to Marshall and Stanford. But Notre Dame's a whole different team compared to the team they played back in August. So because they have one loss, they should be in. I'm I'm struggling with the Ohio State thing. And look, we could do a really good comparison here between 2014 
in 2022. And some people may not even remember this. I had a conversation with somebody last night. I was like, wait, that was a thing? I was like, yeah. In the first year of the college football playoff, remember, Ohio State got in that year. I believe that's the year with Zeke Elliott and everybody who wins the national championship because they win the Big Ten title game. TCU, right, they had that amazing stomp down it because because that was the one that everybody was amazed. I predicted it happened, but I could just see it. Cardell Jones, right? Yeah, right. That was the Cardell Jones yep. team. So Home they gauge. win. They win the Big Ten championship, and because of that victory, TCU gets bumped out because there's no Big Twelve title game for them to basically improve their resume. Now, eight years later. Uh, Ohio State gets in because they're not playing at a conference championship game. And I don't think whether they win or lose, I don't think TCU is getting bumped because of the USC result. But that's more of the big issue where it's like, okay, Ohio State's going to go in and get rewarded and be in the championship for what reason other than they just played bad teams all season. That's what I find frustrating about it. Here's the like as as a as a Michigan fan. Here is the the curse of it is that is a super talented team. And if somehow this falls, like, like let's say Georgia is really unimpressive, but still wins. Like they're just, they're just, they're just blah. but Michigan just goes and destroys the fight in Jay Larkins, professor Larkins, favorite team that produced <laughs> the true Boil, Purdue Boilermakers, which I'm pretty sure he only likes them because they're named after a drink. Um, and like Michigan gets one and Ohio state gets four. I don't want to play Ohio state like back-to-back kind of deal like you know what i mean i know purdue's in the way but I just, oh. like, well because well, even no matter what you just that's that's a team that has you scouted better than any other team you're gonna play like if i'm michigan and i get the two seed and i get a piece of tcu that's a fun game that you know tcu has ever has a bunch of athletes they can do what they need to do whatever blah 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 but michigan's gonna be what a touchdown maybe an eight point favorite in that game oh funny you mentioned that okay so I almost did this as like a tease. I should have posted this on social and tagged Chad, big Michigan fan, you, every the whole Ohio State versus Michigan group of people. I got everybody going because our friend Julia. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's possible like that that can happen, and I totally get it as a Michigan fan why you don't Ohio want State it would to still happen. be a favorite. Like I was, I saw some odds makers. Ah, uh, two right and a half. You game. saw right, yeah, two and a yes, half. Yeah, yeah. And, and it wasn't just one; it was a couple. And there's people that like you know you're pretty good at dropping the odds you know before they come out usually within about half a point. There's a couple other people I know who are all right around there like yeah probably one and a half to two and a half somewhere in that range. I'm like, you just we just we just took them behind the woodshed. They're like yeah but you know what man they're still the more talented. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, and now that Blake Corum's definitely not playing. And granted, Blake Corum had what one carry, but still, that's a matchup that just it's weird. You're going to be the underdog versus being the favorite. But the beauty of it is, the good part is watching Ohio State fans now go around and go, well, we only have one loss, and it was to Michigan. And, I mean, you know how good – or Michigan or whatever. They, they still try to like, – that school up – and they have to now have to say how good Michigan is. They now have to go around and be like – and they're like the, you know, like the number one team in the country right now, you know, and they're the only team that could beat us. So we should be in, and it's just fun to watch that happen. Like that – masterpiece of just backtracking and bullshit from Buckeye fan is, is, is it makes almost all of it worth it, but I don't want to, I don't want to see them. I really don't. I just, I, can you imagine if they get lucky and beat us now? No, thanks. No, I don't want that. It would I'd rather be, get it by Georgia again than deal with that. It would almost, it almost feel like Carolina Duke in the final four. The only difference to that is nobody's retiring like coach K like right. it would have that type of feel to it where it's like, yeah. wow, an historic game is happening here. 
what, 16 years ago when it was Chad Henning, Mike Hart, Troy Smith. People thought that should have been the national championship that year anyways. And now it actually could happen. And also one other thing to add to this college football weekend, like, ah, this one hurts a little bit. This is supposed to be one of the most exciting weekends of the college football year. Maybe besides week one when everybody's kicking off. It always has that like NFL week one vibe, like it's anybody's season. This is supposed to be the chaos week where it's like, if this happens, then this team's out and blah, blah, blah. It's not like that this year. And we're two years away from the college football playoff now that the Rose Bowl agreed. So 2024, the playoff is coming. So we got one more year, the four teams. But this kind of is a like the results have already been locked in. And I'm glad TCU is going to get in. If TCU even gets smoked Unless, by Kansas State today, really? I think they're getting in. If they get smoked, there's got to be something, right? If they, all right, wait, let me give you, let me give you the chaos scenario. Because again, the best, the best marquee game was last night, and that was U- Utah USC. That's the one that, like, I know Michigan Big Ten Championship, eight o'clock tonight. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be dialed in. But Michigan's a 17 point favorite, you know. So obviously, there's not as much drama there on the, you know, on the pre-sale. Who knows what's gonna happen when they kick off? But like. Here's the here's the scenario that you need to tell me doesn't happen, right? LSU wins by a field goal over Georgia. Great game, knockdown, drag out, whatever. TCU gets smoked by Kansas State. Is that where we're looking at? Michigan one, Georgia two, Ohio State three, LSU four. No, LSU feel- can't jump. No. People love LSU right now. They love LSU. Here's the problem with LSU too, right? Like LSU has an opportunity to improve and all that other stuff and like maybe put their name in the mix. I wouldn't think so because look at the teams ahead of them, right? Like Bama lost to LSU, so but they've only got two losses. Now, Alabama fam could argue, yeah, we've got two losses, but don't forget our two losses came on the last play of the game. Yeah, you also won two games on the last play of the game. So you don't get to like use that one as a backup. LSU with three losses, I can't see them doing it. Here's the thing with Tennessee. Now, Tennessee's right. at seven, and they're barely at seven. Hendon Hooker not playing is a huge part of this because let's say Hooker was still healthy. Wouldn't Tennessee be the team up? Now, someone say, hey, it's not fair that Tennessee's below Alabama when you beat them. Yeah, but they're also not better. Like, they probably can't do that again with the backup quarterback. So, it's hard for me to make a case past Ohio State who would be the team to jump. If there's any team out there that's probably pissing themselves, like Washington, the Huskies, how about you guys? You guys would have had one loss. You would have played in the Pac-12 championship. You would have had a chance between USC and Washington to make it happen. But for whatever reason, you lost to the Herm Edwards-less Arizona State Sun Devils. One of the weirdest, dumbest losses of the season. So Washington, you can blame yourselves. And Clemson, you guys also stink. There's the one. There's the one. Watch Clemson go out and just annihilate North Carolina. All those other things happen, like I said. And then somebody in that room goes, you know, it'd be nice to have, uh, you know, another one of the Power Five represented. Why would we move Clemson in? And then all of a sudden we've got everybody, you know, like somebody's out there talking about Kumbaya fair play. And now we've got a team that's like in Clemson that's just going to be a big old turd in the punch bowl and get absolutely smoked by whoever the number one seed is. I hope for chaos here. My poor mom is not <laughs> trying to get a hold of me. I hear her downstairs. I hope she can text me, uh, trying to figure out where Rex is. So uh, hopefully, while she's texting me, I'm going to talk if you, about. If you need me to fill while you no, go no, find no, your no, child, no. I'm okay with it. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna text her right now. But while I'm texting, so I am listening. It's time to talk about Lillian David Fine Jewelers. Oh, located yes. Route 50, the shops of Whitline. Just saw Alyssa earlier this week. Did and, you? Uh, How she, is she? Yeah, by the way, she's she's awesome. She's the best. I love her. She's awesome. Uh, I have some more information to tell you about all that stuff, and Alyssa's gonna find out more information. That's all for the future for a podcast, but uh, it's going on right now. The holiday season, you can make sure you get her something great this holiday season whatever it might be whether it's the necklace the arena or some of you are thinking about popping the question proposing this holiday season get the right ring wherever you are listening i was hanging out with some of my buddies yesterday who are still not engaged not married there's no pressure unless right i'm here. talking about I'm right, right here, here. Right, right here and jewelers stop right here lily and david fine jewelers can help you find it Alyssa, david and the entire crew shot to tammy as well everybody over there helping you find exactly what you're looking for and more importantly her this holiday season stop in route 50 the shops of wilton tell me you heard about my story my engagement ring wedding band and more it all happened at lily and david fine jewelers biggest comment i can give Alyssa and the crew at lily and david is like i i kind of look at them like the way people look at their inner inner circle of friends and family right because like if i'm dating somebody you know I have no problem, like, you know, if you and I are getting a beer and she wants to swing by, hey, meet guys, whatever, no problem. If I get to that point where I'm like, I want you to meet Alyssa and the, the people at Lillian Dave, like, you better be special before I let you meet Alyssa. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I know Alyssa's, Alyssa's bull poop monitor is a strong one. I can just imagine walking in with some, like, <laughs> friggin' stripper and Alyssa going, what the F are you doing? Right in front of her. What are you doing? <laughs> And I thank her for that. She has that, like we have, like she has permission to be blunt with me. That's that's why I like. There's like that's like one of the last lines of like my family. Eh, whatever, they'll be fine. I you know they they, don't, they they do what they're told. But like people like Alyssa in your life, you know, my Lorianne at at at, uh, at, at Doctor Ear Integrative Sleep Center, and Alyssa are two people that use their their bull poop monitors very strong. I don't bring anybody around them. I don't. I'm not 100 percent confident about. Be aware. And guys, there you go. When you're buying the gift this holiday season, she will tell you if you thought, oh, wow, I think this looks great. This could work. She'll be like, no, it doesn't. Like, no, okay, she's not going to like it. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah, right. She's, listen, you've, 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 you've told me some of her other choices. You Take some pictures of her jewelry. Bring them in. This is the stuff she likes. Alyssa will help you find the rest. That's what that's what it's it's a it's a it's a team. She's she's not just a like a jewelry store and and the crew there isn't just a jewelry store. It's a you know, they're like counselors. They figure it out. They got guys married for Pete's sake update on why my mom was saying my name downstairs it sounds as if uh my dad was locked outside i imagine tg2 just climbed up the side crossed it kringle came down the chimney that's all Got the early workout in and then post workout yeah. came up the lattice it. that you guys did. he built a lattice just so you could climb up it yeah it's, i mean i'm not worried about him he's fine usa usa Dude. usa it's a tough one today because like I'm so people that know soccer didn't think we would get out of the group stage to the knockout round. Now we're here and it's like, well, they're, they're, we're playing really, really well, but the, the Dutch are pretty good. And the only guy I know who posts about the Dutch is my buddy Mevison, who is the, who runs PBR for the, for the Northeast. Cause he is Dutch and he's in like full orange. By the way, they're like the fan gear looks like they're coming from a correctional facility for the that, and that's just tough, man. That's scary. When 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 your other team's fan gear looks like prison jumpsuits, you got 
You gotta take that team seriously. You can't mess around. No, you can't mess with them. This might be the a, a too young of a take by me. And there have been times on the history of the Levac and God show where I've questioned uh the let's say, like I said, like I like the Canadian national anthem. I think that's the best one around. I think that's pretty cool. There have been other times where I've given other countries credit for so something much. they do well, and it seems as if it's come off as anti-American for whatever yeah. reason. Yep. But uh, in in my lifetime, and maybe more people in their mid-30s, God, that was hard to say out loud, to like their later 20s, always struggled to view the USA as an underdog. Like, it's hard for me in my lifetime to be like, even going into this game, like I know people think like we're the underdog, and I'm like, no, no, we're the USA. Like, we can beat them. Like, we got this. Like, I can't go into a loss thinking, like, oh, USA is probably going to lose. Like, maybe that's the coolest mindset to have as an American sports fan now that I always think every match game we go into, there's a chance that we can do this thing. That's why I always wonder with, if, like, the miracle on ice is going to over the with time. With the exception like, oh. of, of Olympic basketball, we're always the underdog. 1776, we were the underdog. You know, we we didn't get into the world wars until it looked like they were lost. We've always been the underdog, guys. The eighty, the miracle on ice. The USA is the underdog. That's what we do. We're the we're we're just we're the ones they sleep on. Then we just boom. We never lose. That's what we do. See, now you got me fired up. We're like Rocky, man. We're one good workout montage to eighties hair metal away from kicking your ass, Dutch. Take that, you, uh, Netherlands. <laughs> Don't even yeah. show up today. Don't even come to the pitch. How about how about Netherlands kisses my nether regions? How's that, huh? Eh. All right, let's go. 10 o'clock today. Was At it the time of this taping, we're, we're what, 38, 39, 40 minutes away or whatever? Yes. I'm ready. I'm fired up. Fired up. Ready to go. Was it the great Nigel Powers from Austin Powers that he only hates two people? In this entire world, people yeah. who are not respectful of other people's cultures and the Dutch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the Barstool hype video? Barstool's got like a whole hype video they put out today that I was dying. I was Is he in it? Yeah. That's how it opens. I see. <laughs> that's how it opens. <laughs> uh, we mentioned this earlier at the start of the World Cup. We talked about 2022 versus 2026. Now, I think I do have to clarify this. We mentioned in 2026 that the World Cup will be in the United States, but also yes. the bid was won by. Canada, Mexico, and the United States. So I don't know if that changes our opinion of the importance of the 2026 World Cup of what it means for the country. Does that change your take at all of like, let's, for the sake of this conversation, say the U.S. goes down, the more important one is coming for, I guess, the popularity of soccer four years from now in the country, especially if you're younger sports fans. I'll tell you, I'll t- I'll tell you what, I don't care if they play in, in Qatar uh, Mexico City, Quebec, uh, U.S., the moon, my backyard, when it feels like 80% of the games end in a freaking tie, it's never going to be super popular. Like, we got to have winners and losers and whatever. Like, I can't tell you the amount of times I've looked down at my DraftKings app and said, well, I'm not going to bet a draw. These are, that's stupid. Why would I root for a draw? And almost every one of those freaking games has ended in a draw. So, like, the the one thing the U.S. team is missing, and if they do lose this game or the next one, uh, is a striker. Like, a, a, a knockout, just score machine. Because, you know, Captain America there, Paul, so he's, he's, he's a very, very good player. He did take a nasty dick kick last game. So, hopefully, he's, hopefully his boys are better. But uh, 
we need that guy who can just kick it through the back of the net, just like repeatedly, because we just don't have that guy. So if they do lose today, which they won't, they'll win today, or at least, oh, I'm sorry, they'll 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 draw or win today. Um, in the next four years, they need to have that guy, that guy who just like just get just kick it across the middle and watch him just bury it every time. So that's what's missing. That's what we need. And as soon as we get that that's when you get the chance for popularity because that moment of like winning games instead of tying them will be gigantic. Love it. Love that take. And especially with the last 30 years in sports, there's always been that figure, that athlete, they're like, Hey, you got to tune into basketball because Michael Jordan or LeBron is playing. You got to tune in. Even like they in baseball, they want to do that with Ken Griffey Jr. For a long time and bonds and McGuire. And so, so that's a whole different debate of how that came together. But you know, we get the names of why you can't miss this. Even in the, single person sports the serena williams's love it if it's going to happen it has to happen like that and it has to happen where this guy is going to be the difference also i just went through the 2026 sites they're using 16 different stadiums yeah in four years so it's a bunch of di- i thought it was only like four or five cities it's like 11 it's, u.s cities is it 11 i thought it was four or five u.s and then the rest were scattered amongst uh, oh, oh it's scattered all over America. the place that's on that's what I'm trying to figure out exactly. Like maybe they're different rounds and everything else of how it's well, because Foxborough has some. Is yep. it? Is it? Does MetLife have or no? Yep. Um, it's a bunch of them. Like the biggest stadiums you can think of in the country, plus Mexico, plus Canada. Which in my head, I'm all of a sudden like, wait a second, why are we using all these stadiums? How many does Qatar have? And I'm thinking, no, probably not as many. But well, there's the two two reasons that we will we're doing it the way we're doing it. In my in my humble opinion, reason number one. We don't want the deaths of a thousand migrant workers on our heads. Cutter doesn't really care about that. Uh, reason number two, it's kind of like what you said. Like if if I'm a fringe soccer fan or somebody who just wants to root for the USA, I'll travel to MetLife, I'll travel to Foxborough. I'm not going to freaking SOCOM. I'm not doing it. So fire, whatever the frick it is. I'm not going to LA. I'm not going to I'm not going, I'm not going to Atlanta. Hell, I'm not going to Pennsylvania. Like I'm not I'm not going that far for football. But I'll go two, three hours. So if I scatter all over the country, I, I have a better chance of adding new fans right here in the U.S. That plus, let's say it's Group A. You don't have to move everybody. All right, Group A, here's where you're housed. Here's where you're going to be. I wonder if they do improve their bid for the World Cup in comparison to 2010. Like, all right, we know you screwed us in 06 and 2010. We are going to give you guys everything you want. There's not going to be a question about where you're sleeping, where you're staying, how right. you're coming in. and. Well, and that's it too. I mean, you think about like, you know, we have the unique perspective of going to a bunch of the Super Bowl cities. Like Super Bowl means a week of restricted like travel and how the rooms are going to go and this, that, and the other thing. Like Jacksonville, the story that sticks out to me, they didn't have enough hotel rooms to actually host the Super Bowl. They had to bring extra cruise ships into the port and treat them like floating hotels. So there were there were just you know thousands and thousands of people whose hotel room was a was a non-moving cruise ship so you got to have those plans if you spread it all over the country it's, that's got to be a lot easier a lot easier like all right listen i need these six major hotels in in the la area for a week i need the uh these ones in jersey i need these ones in in like foxborough will be interesting because there's nothing near that stadium like there's just <laughs> nothing there it's just it's just one road in and out it's you know the TV 12 store and a field and that's it. That's all it's there. And like they built a, like, like a little community around it. Like, but it's the same building. And in 2026, 
they can play a little bit if the U.S. qualifies, which they should. I know they didn't qualify in 2018, but when we'll do a when when Team USA actually I take that back. I believe when you are the host country, you get an automatic qualifier. But then again, you can't you get three to. teams. Three countries are getting automatic qualifiers. Let's just say they're in. You can get these games, matches in prime time. So you want the big parties at the local pubs. I'm sure it's going to be rocking still here on a Saturday morning. But there's something even cooler about having Team USA in a primetime game. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And if we're in the summer. Imagine we get booted early. Oh, not good. That's bad. We kind of screwed this up. We should be at the beer garden right now. That would be. That's got to be yeah. nuts in there right now. We should, we should, have, assumed they were, we should have assumed they were going to win. That's hey, un, yeah. un-American of us to assume they were going to lose. I believe. I believe. I believe that we will. I believe that we will win. I, you know. Speaking about flying around the country here, good luck to Team USA. You texted me late last night about Major League Baseball rumors that are happening. Now it might be no longer a rumor no, it's not as a rumor. the hot stove is officially heating up here as we are in December. Yeah, Degrom, Jacob Degrom, left uh, left the Mets. Five year, one hundred eighty five million dollars, so an average of thirty seven million dollars a year. He is now the ace of the Rangers staff. Um, that I saw somebody I know who I actually respect as a sports fan go. See, it's all about money. That's that's a lot of money, like thirty seven <laughs> a year, and then you go to Texas where you don't have the same taxes. So like your signing bonus is yours. Like, you know, all those things, like, come on, dude, stop. Like it's, yes, it's a $37 million a year. I believe it was the great poets, Wu-Tang Clan, who put it best when they said cash rules everything around me. First you get the money, then you get the power, then you get the respect. Okay. So the, the Mets played the DeGrom game as wrong as humanly possible. Um, Brody Van Wagenen gave him a nice deal, but not the deal that he actually deserved at the time because he didn't have to. He paid him early, which was nice. And then you overpay Max Scherzer to get him into town. And if I'm taking 37 a year over five to go to Texas, I'm imagining the Mets didn't offer me 40 a year for four or five years to stay. So if I'm DeGrom and I got – I got this guy who's getting paid more than me, who's very, very good. Max Scherzer is a very, very good pitcher, but I would, I'm arguably better, and I'm yours, and you're paying him more than me. I feel disrespected. So when Texas rolls in and goes, "Hey, look what we're building here. We've got, we've got a bunch of, bunch of big talent. We're adding to our bats. We're trying to put a pitching staff together, and we'd love for you to be the centerpiece of that. And here's, and here's thirty-seven million dollars a year that you're gonna have to pay. You pay a lot less taxes down here." I, I don't blame the guy for going. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Because our show has changed a little bit in this podcast format, if we were on, let's say, a radio setting, we probably would have done, with expanded inventory and everything else, more shows of, is DeGrom staying? Is DeGrom going? Or if there was like a random like you know block where like, all right, we need someone to fill here. All right, so DeGrom chaos watch or anything yeah. like that. We probably would have covered it more. And maybe it's a little bit towards me because I will completely thought he would never ever leave like i was so i thought it was just met fans stirring something up like oh the mets am i right we suck again like the, the met mentality of fans is just so bad where it's like oh just yeah. add this to like we're gonna lose the ground because you laid out a few of the points there overall it doesn't make sense like that the is leaving okay he spent the whole whole 
part of his career with the Mets, successful with the Mets. You mentioned the Brody Van Wagenen contract. He had a two-year opt-out clause. So uh, could opt out for two years. So like this is the opt-out point, right? So it's like, okay, I'm going to opt out because this happens all the time in a cross-sport comparison here in the NBA. Like NBA guys do this all the time where they're like, hey, I'm opting out because the money has changed and I'm going to get paid more money by you. Now, DeGrom's 34, Scherzer's yep. 38. They gave Scherzer a huge contract. Now, thinking out loud, well, did they really think a year ago, two years ago, however they started eyeing up Scherzer and aiming for him, hey, we think a four-year-older Max Scherzer is going to be better than Jacob DeGrom. We're more likely to be invested in him because we think he's going to be better than DeGrom. Because if that's the answer, the answer is wrong. Like, that's right. not the right answer. Right. Like, DeGrom's right. better. DeGrom is better. And the reason I thought he would never leave is because I thought Uncle Steve Cohen would say, I'm not letting him walk out the door. We're going right. to win a World Series. And that's what he's supposed to be. That's exactly it. Well, because and, and it's so funny to me, too, because Mets fan isn't dealing with it yet, but at some point they will. There's this whole, like, as a Yankee fan, oh, you buy championships. Oh, you buy championships. Oh, you buy championships. And now... What you won't spend money to get a championship? It's like, wait, hold up, wait, what? Hold on, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. But like with Mets fan, like you've never had that. Well, actually, that's not never, but you got to go back to where they were willing to, you know, really buy the free agents that were out there to get to get where they needed to be. You did that a little bit last year, but to let a guy like Degrom go to not have that one-two punch is is weird when you've got a guy who, in Uncle Steve, who said and. Everybody believed, and he basically said, I'm not afraid to spend money to win championships. So I I don't know if there's something they got to do about the taxes or whatever they got to do to make – I know they put the Steve Cohen tax in, but, man, to see DeGrom in a Rangers uniform for the next five years is going to – if I'm a Mets fan, that chaps my ass. Bad. Do you think it's more personal than it's been a lot, a lot, I guess, by the media to report yet? Do you think there's a little bit of the stuff we just covered that DeGrom took personal? It's like, I'm out no matter what. Like, you guys had chances to give me more money. You guys signed Scherzer. Something pissed him off where he's like, I'm just not coming back. Because some of this you and I just laid out doesn't out loud make a lot of sense. I I, I think it probably factors in. You know, it, it's the, the debate that you and I have always had where I tell you, like, there's a point where there's I'll take a little less to get what I want. So like, like I don't. I, I one day I hope to know the difference between thirty five and forty million a year. I would love to know the difference of what that feels like. But if you told me thirty five, I can stay home, I can be with the people I like, I can do the things I want, or forty, I can go blaze a new path with a team that had forty less wins a year ago than my team. I'm going to take the five million less a year. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay where I'm called because again, I'm still getting. $35 million a year after taxes, whatever. It's probably 3 million. Who knows? But, but like th there's a point where you, you do do the hometown discount. If it makes sense, I think there's a really good chance. This is one of those situations where he looked around and went, I just don't feel respected. I don't feel like the fans respect me, but I don't feel like the team ever has the organization ever has, you know, who knows if they ever really made a good offer. Like we know there's offers out there for Judge right now, and I know we're going to get to that next. At least we're, he we're hearing there are. I never heard a DeGrom offer. Like Maybe I missed it somewhere along the line. I never heard where it was like, yeah, on the table right now for DeGrom from the Mets is you know, four years, 
uh, 128 million or something like you know what I mean? Like I never even heard that Me number neither. out there. So never, never heard it. Yeah. So did that ever happen? Like it was, was did he even negotiate with them? Is is the next question? Did it ever get to that? Or did they all just know he was out? It feels more and more like there was something bitter here that people didn't talk about, and they were smart because if we said he was bitter, then he'd say like, "Oh, you think I'm bitter? Okay, I'm definitely leaving." They didn't know how to play the bitterness. Because if it was too much bitterness, they knew he was going to be out no matter what. Yeah, I didn't hear any offers. So, you said, you said so Aaron Judge's name though. Hold on, no, I'm so mad yeah, yeah, that Degrom is not a Yankee because I already had my Degrom fan shirt thought up. Little D energy because he has the lowercase D in the beginning of his name. I was so ready. Maybe I'll tell Armin. Armin Williams, our friend who's a big Rangers fan. <laughs> Little D energy, you know. I was. Ugh. I'm so ready. So ready. One for the fat guys. One for the the, the, the little D energy guys out here. All right. Sorry, fans go can take it. No, no, you said Aaron Judge's name because a lot of the stuff we're talking about at the tail end of that conversation with DeGrom, someone could have just hopped in and listened or zoomed ahead and been like, oh, they're talking about Judge. Oh, no, they're talking about DeGrom because a lot of the stuff, does he feel disrespected? At least the rumors out there. Did you see the eight for 300 million? Is yeah, what we saw? 37 a year for both of them. Look at that. How's that sound, huh? Yeah, um, and then the reports are, I was NJ NJ Sports or whatever the hell it is is reporting that Judge is going to make up his mind like this month, basically, uh, whether or not he's taking the Yankee deal. So we know what the Yankee deal is, or we we believe we know what the Yankee deal is, and I think eight eight for three hundred is a pretty damn good deal. I, I like it a lot. I mean, I would take it. I'm I'm willing if the Yankees want me, I'll I'll do it. <clears throat> but we don't. Like what was San Fran's offer? Did San Fran make an offer? Like he went home, he went and visited family, and and we know he met with the Giants. Did they make an offer, or are they waiting to hear what the Yankees were going to do? And you know, I, it's weird. Like I want to see, I I want to see Judge stay, but I want I don't want to see Judge stay, kind of the way Jeter did, where Jeter couldn't wait for it to be over after he after he signed that last deal. So like I would like for it to be one of those where. It's just like the Yankees blew everybody away. He chose the Yankees because they chose him, kind of thing. And there's no animosity, and we move forward. I don't want to. I don't want it to be like, well, the Yankees' offer was a little bit better, so I guess I'll stay in New York. I want it to be like they gave me exactly what I asked for. I'm ready to go. Let's you know, let's let's get some more pitching in the bullpen, and let's let's go ahead and actually win this damn thing. I'm not sure if this is actually a word I'm about to say. But this is the stage, and it's been like this for the last, like, since April. The marination process. Is marination a word? I know you know what I mean. Like, the marination. Yeah, let it marinate. Yeah. <laughs> marination, marination. I don't think that's I don't word. know. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I knew what you meant when you said it, so I think you could get away with it. Yeah. Your cough made me have to cough. That's right. Okay. So, we'll call it, We'll stick with marination. Yeah. The marination of judge of, okay, is it going to happen? I, I, was a, just, I was a big fan of uh, the marination of domination. That was a, <laughs> that wrestling group was, was really Very special. Farouk and Savio Vega, was he in it? D'Lo yeah. Brown. D'Lo Brown. Rocky Marvia. Yeah. Tender lines. <laughs> marinating yes very so nice we we had months for this to happen like okay judge you want to sign a contract now and now and look there's like huge businesses we get that it's a business he doesn't have to is dirty the right word here it's definitely not marination again of hey the report's out there because manny machado is a great comparison to this because machado and harper's offseason there's always talk of whether one of those two guys is going to be a yankee and remember the tail end of the machado thing and buster only had this conversation with us he said like machado's family members were ruining it because he Flat out would just say who offered what. 
Yeah, here are the five teams who offered us. Here's how much. And we've said no to all of them. Everyone's like, what do you mean no? They offered you like $260 million right. and you're saying no? There was this point of, oh, my God. Like a regular sports fan would be like, what a jerk. They offered him 260 and he wants more. What a greedy son of a bitch. You know, like, my right. God. You know, Jim, right. there it is. So like, that's what I get worried about with this Aaron Judge stuff. And the Yankees did that with Jeter a little bit. Yep. Uh, Machado, where it's like, hey, we offered him $300 million. He hasn't said yes. So we we did our thing. We did what we wanted. But that's the part of this business process where it's right. like we have to find ways to find leverage for our team too. And and it's it's something that, like, I was about to say you have to remember, but, like, you don't have to do jack shit. Um, you should remember that the smart athlete is not the one doing the negotiation. Like, like Lamar Jackson is negotiating his own deal. Okay, whatever. That's That's fine. The smart athlete uses his agent like a flak jacket, like an offensive line, a blocker, all those things. <clears throat> hey, what are you, what's going on? I don't know. That's not my deal. What, what do you mean? It's your money. Yep, and it will be. But that's his job. That's why he gets paid. So he's going to go negotiate that, and I'm going to play baseball because that's what I'm good at. He's good at that. I'm good at this, and that's it. Like those, Because the agent, the agent's job is to be an asshole. That's their job. Like to go in and get every penny that nobody wants to give their player and, and everything like that. And like the more high profile, the agent, the better, because I can then look at like, there was times when T.O. was a, was a total jerk. And I'm just like, yeah, but you know what? It's Drew Rosenhaus. He's a Drew Rosenhaus client. I would take Drew, Drew Rosenhaus would represent me. I'd be it. I'd do it. So it's like judge probably isn't even truly involved in any of these negotiations. He might be in the room for a quick, like, Hey, how's this number sound? But in, in the, in the real world, those contracts are going to his agent, his agents going through them. His agents asking for more. He's asked for less. He's leaking information that makes sense to him. Like that 300 million. And we got, this is the time frame. Cause I, if, if I'm the giants and I'm really going to make an offer, I'm going to try to get him to come there and I'm not gonna let him leave. Like, Hey, come on back in. We'll talk. And then here's the offer. I'm not gonna let you, it's 40 million a year. And I'm not letting you go back to the Yankees. You know, but, you know, if you leave the room, the offer goes away. I know you don't want to go down this road. No Yankee fan does. But let's let's say he decides to leave the Yankees. Yeah. Is there going to be a, a huge amount of animosity or has that now been washed away of this is on Cashman? This is on Steinbrenner. You guys had the opportunity for Judge. I don't know if there's going to be as much animosity if Judge leaves the Yankees as maybe some in the baseball world think there is because this could have been figured out long before and judge bet on himself and he's cashing in. I, it's, it's weird. Cause I, I don't think I speak for the Yankee fan about this anymore because my opinion of it has changed. Cause when, when Robinson Cano left for Seattle, I was miserable. I was pissed. I was mad at him. I was mad at the Yankees. And all these things, and it turned out to be the, a really good thing for the Yankees that he did that he didn't sign. You know, he went he went to Seattle. He had some good days, some bad days, some PED days. You know, but he was way overpaid. So I, this is one of those things where I I look at it like if if I'm Judge, I'm going to get that money because again, this contract's taking me through thirty. I'm at thirty. This contract could take me all the way to forty. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it could be this could be a thing. So I'm going to get that money but I'm going to hopefully put myself in a position to win. If I'm the Yankees, I have a plan on how to spend that money. And if I'm not spending on judge, hopefully it's because I've got, you know, 
Dominguez. I got the Martian. I got all these players coming. All you know, the, all these guys we saw just dominate the Arizona Fall League. Guys and I watched every second, every inning, every pitch. And I just don't think I don't think I need him as bad as people think I need him. I need him for I need him for eight years, three hundred million dollars. I do not need him for ten years, four hundred million dollars. You know what I mean? Like if and and you got to trust you got to trust those kind of things. I think he one hundred percent deserves a record number, and thirty seven million a year for is would be the highest for a position player. So I think he deserves that. I think he with what he's done, the number of jerseys he sold, all these things, and what hopefully what he'll do for at least six of those eight years, I think he deserves that. I don't I don't have a problem with a team saying no to 10 years, 400 million for a guy who's, you know, a little older now. I hate the way the baseball contracts work in the first place. That's the biggest thing I'm angry at. The only way I'd be angry at one side or the other is if, like you said, Judge double birds on his way out of town or if we find out Randy Levine blew it because I hate Randy Levine already. Oh, that no good son of a... Yeah, I mean, he's just like, he's the Grinch who stole baseball. Uh, him and Manfred sit in a room and just like jack off to bad memories. Like I just, that's all I believe. Week thirteen wagers are out of the way. I was gonna do like I was gonna quickly. You know what? I'm never mind. You gonna Week transition 13. into something else? Yeah. You want me to tell like, a story first? No, 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 no. It's fine. Week thirteen wagers are out of the way. Before, hopefully, you invest in some NFL games this weekend or this month of December. You head over to Mohawk Honda in Glenville, New York. I was going to write in the read from after what Levesque said. This is not as well and still choppy, but whatever. Uh, Glenville, New York is your spot as you're looking for a new vehicle. 2023s are in. Uh, you and I were in a nice mass text message with Cam Oh, I was going to bring Talk. that up. I'm so pissed off. All right, go I'm ahead. So uh, Cam McKenna is maybe your contact in Mohawk Honda. What happened? I like to make fun of Cam McKenna. I really like to make fun of Cam's dad, Brian. But they are great salespeople. They are great. They work with you. They take good care of you. We, you and I have sent so many people to Cam. And every one of them has called us afterwards or texted us or whatever and said, thank you so much. You know, I got the new pilot I wanted. I got the passport. I got the, the pre-owned vehicle I want. I got boom, boom. I got what I needed. I got what I wanted. And it's great. I felt really taken care of. I felt listened to. And then to have one of our people drop our names and then not follow through with poor Cam. And not even tell Cam they were. I don't care if you don't follow. Maybe you don't vibe with Cam. I don't believe it. I've never heard anybody say it before. Maybe you, you met Cam. And you're like, yeah, I'd rather talk to someone. I'd rather, I'd rather talk to Lindsay Harrison. Okay, cool. I get that. I get that. But the ghost our boy Cam and buy a vehicle at Mohawk. So very smart. You still you still are smart from a different guy, and not tell Cam. And then Cam has to call us and go, hey, what is Brian Katie doing? <laughs> It's unacceptable, Brian Katie. That man's got a family. He's probably going to blame his wife. He said his wife is behind that. He said his wife told him he was going. Yeah, yeah, I blame my wife for a bunch of stuff. No matter who you want to blame, you get the vehicle. All you had to, to do is call Cam and go, hey, Cam. Hey, I'm, I got to come in this day. Sorry you're not there, but this is when I can be in. So I'm going to meet with, you know, whoever else. Moynihan. I'm going to meet with Moynihan. Moynihan's great, too. And then I'm going to be and then I'll be OK with it. I'll be okay. But poor Cam goes into work, getting ready to call you to get your vehicle, looks over and sees you bought one from somebody else. It's rude. It's rude. And I'll, I'll tell you this right now. Everyone who, who listens to this, uh, whether it be on the uh, Techie Expire and Water Restoration Facebook page, whether it be on Godzilla Media YouTube, uh, whether it be on Gaz's Twitter, which I'm sure no one's paid any attention to, um, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get it, please like, subscribe, even rate and review. Um, 
I you call you message me, you call me, and you say, "Hey, who can I talk to?" I'll 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 do the pre-call for you over to Mohawk. All I ask is if you're not going to do it, let the person know. That's all. That's all I ask. They're good people. They're going to take great care of you. Oh, you be a little respectful, Brian Katie. I got some white heat for you right here. Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. <laughs> did you see um, there was uh, they did the Brooks barbecue up at uh, Mohawk Chevrolet? Oh, I, I did not I see that. I was so mad. I didn't, I didn't pay attention to the last minute. It was like 15 bucks for that full chicken dinner and everything. And they were doing like charity stuff. I was like, man, I would have went up and bought like four. <laughs> so mad at myself. Love Mohawk. Mohawk family, baby. Mohawk family for life. Yo, if you're watching on our visual side, this would be the time where the graphic would pop up of what our record is during the season. I will fully admit that I was about halfway through our picks and I looked at the clock and I texted Levac and I talked to 845. I didn't do the math this week. All right. Sue me. I will I get them updated next week. week. I'm sure you did. And I didn't add them up. So. I, had, I got 13 right in the uh, the no spread pool that we do over at the uh, the hideaway. I will update it next week. I will take the L. So there you go. That's why wow. it doesn't stay in that. Wow. Wow, guys. You did one job. You're over there sniffing your new Superman socks instead of doing your work. Hanging out in your mom's bathroom. Freaking ridiculous. Pro- Locking your dad out of the house. Just the programming note. Don't forget, we're going to give up our picks on. We're going to give our picks on Sunday, the 11th, when we're at the hideaway in the Godzilla Media Hooters Christmas party is coming out. More information is below there. We will be there Friday, December 9th. So things to be aware of. Yeah. Um, by the way, I've uh, secured a pair of tickets to the Albany Empire home opener with a prize pack, you know, T-shirt, hoodie, some cool stuff. That'll all be available uh, for somebody to win while we're there, as well as um, Gaza's home phone number. Those are all things that we're going to give away at the Hooters, uh, the and Gaz Christmas party, the very booby Christmas part two. All right, let's get into Titans-Eagles. Titans-Eagles, 1 o'clock window. Let's do it. Eagles are a four-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Over-under is 44. Titans all the way. What is it, four-and-a-half points? The Titans all the way. Out of the the gates. Lock it. Lock the Titans plus four-and-a-half. I will – you want want to hear hear the stat? The stat that, that, that will bring in why I, why you have to do this. You may even want to just go money line to be perfectly honest with you, because it is, um, he's, he's, he's a, he's a monster. Mr. Mr. Rabel, um, as a dog for at least a field goal, he is one of the most profitable coaches in all of football. He's a 21 and seven record. If you put a hundred dollars and every time he was a three point or less, uh, three point or more dog, you would have won over twelve hundred dollars. It's seventy-five percent win percentage. That is maybe the best stat we've had in our entire wager segment of the entire year. I'm now taking the Titans. You've just talked me into it. There you go. I didn't. That's my lock, was... by the way. That's my first lock of the day. Ooh, okay. Uh, I thought this was going to be a AJ Brown revenge game, but is it really a revenge game for a wide receiver when the, your touches are dictated on you throwing the football? I, I, I'll say this though: Tennessee win. Uh, Tennessee covers. Philadelphia wins. I can see this is a game-winning field goal. I can see Jalen Hurts Fine with that. final drive, Scott Hansen losing his mind on red zone type of game. Tennessee will cover, maybe even have a lead. That might be a fun first half play too. Philly wins the game. Tennessee covers. Browns, Texans, the Deshaun Watson, Houston Texan returning eight 
point dogs at home, Houston. Uh, I'm going to take the Browns. I think Rub and Tug Watson is going to show out a little bit. Um, I almost like, I think that I'm not going to like bet it a lot because it's over a touchdown. But what I would look at is potentially the over in this game. What did you say it was? What is it now? 46 and a half. 46. So it's down mm-hmm. a little bit from when I saw it the first time. Uh, potentially the over as a play. And then I'm thinking Amari Cooper um, props, just going crazy on the props because I think they're going to feed him. I think I think they're going to try and get that connection between Rub and Tug Watson and Coop early. So look at look at uh, the over in that one. I'll take Cleveland, but I like the over and also uh, Amari Cooper props. Look at this, my lock. One of my locks this week is the over in this game, forty six and a half. Ooh. A little bit because of the Watson Cooper, but more so pride. Cleveland's got a $250 million quarterback who hasn't played. Now's your time to show him off and be like, all right, this is why we paid $250 million. He's going to throw the ball like crazy. He wants to rub it into Houston. Remember, it, it seems so long ago that Watson wanted to get traded from Houston, and Houston took that personal, and we wonder how it all changed after that, that they didn't want that to happen. Houston has to prove to their fans, like, hey, we made the right decision to get rid of Deshaun Watson. They're going to let whoever it is now, Davis Mills, Kyle Allen, Matt Schaub, David Carr. Someone's going to be behind center and throwing the football like crazy. Can we get Pierce in the end zone? Can we get the running back to not put goose eggs in fantasy lineups anymore? I see when my you play. said David Carr, and I was like, did he mean? Oh, no, he's, he's, he's going all the way back. Okay. <laughs> has, anybody, has, has anybody been hit? Like Joe Burrow might be the only person who's, who's on pace to be hit more than David Carr. David Carr still gets sacked from his Texas days now. NFL networks just dodging people. Yeah, just people just like random like Jaguars linebackers just come flying out of nowhere and pop them in the ribs. I love the over. That is a lock. I got to pick. I don't like eight. Eight is a rare number. It's a big number. It's a big number. God, I'm going to go with Cleveland. I feel like I've picked against the Texans a lot this season, but they stink. So that makes me feel better. (laughs) Broncos Ravens. The Ravens are a nine and a half point favorite at home over under 39 and a half. So like this, that's a huge number, and the and the Ravens have not been big on covering, right? The Broncos' defense is strong, but the offense is so bad that I think you're starting to see it wear down the defense. I, I learned this a long time ago from some good betters, where there was that year. Uh, I think I go back to like oh two oh three somewhere in that, or maybe oh three oh four somewhere in there, where Miami had that amazing defense with the linebacker core of uh, you know Junior Seau, Zach Thomas, all that stuff, but the offense was crap. And I was like, man, I'm just going to keep betting. The, the defense is going to keep them in games. I'm going to bet the unders. And and I was told, and it, it rang true, by the end of the year, that defense is going to be worn the F out because they're going to be on the field a lot. I think you're starting to see that with the Broncos defense. You saw it with Purcell just ripping in to Danger Russ. So I'm going to take the Ravens. I'm going to lay the points. I just I, – I'm not betting it, though. I'm not betting that. That's just too big of a number to bet. But I'll, the- I'll take it for this. The math doesn't make sense here. Nine and a half and 39. So what score are we looking at? We're looking at uh, 21, 17. Uh, the Broncos can get that high on their off. What is the number? 24, 17? They well, barely. That wouldn't cover. <laughs> right? Like that, that doesn't yeah. cover either? No, you probably. You know, I mean, honestly, you're probably looking like 30, 32, 7, something like that. I mean, like that. I have. The the thing about the Ravens defense is the secondary is light. They're you know, the, but that front that front seven is nasty, and I think you're seeing them hopefully start to gel together. 
And the offense, I mean, Lamar Jackson bet on himself. So he's going to have to start putting up Superman numbers again. And I think he can. And I think he sure as hell can against them. Watch Mark Andrews just get busy in this game too. Like this is, it's too big of a number to bet. But if I, if, if somebody walked in and put a, you know, a gun to my head and said, you have to bet this game. I first would be like, your life choices are weird. But second, I would take the Ravens. I'm taking the Ravens too. That math doesn't make sense to me. That's probably a one that if I had another 24 hours on, I would keep staring at that under and trying to figure out why that's coming the way it is. Uh, I will lean towards the Ravens, but that is a, it's, it's weird. A missed kicks, two-point conversions. If you don't want to be stressed on a Sunday, stay away from that game because there's yeah. some weirdness. It stinks a little bit. If not, you're not, not going to that game, don't no. bet it. Yeah. Jags-Lions, one-point favorite at home. Detroit over under 51 in this one. Yeah, this this one, I like the over in this one. Um man i i get a point with the jags i'll take the jags i think that you saw the jags momentum moment happen with that two-point conversion detroit is really really good this could end up being kind of a shootout like believe it or not detroit's really really good they just play really they 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 just seem to like blow it in the end the defense isn't as strong as i would like them to be but they score a lot of points they bought in i just think the jags are a younger team but on their way and their momentum moment happened give me the jags I liked Philly and Tennessee is to be the best game in the one o'clock window. This is going to be just good. Like this is going to be another classic lion game where they're going to go for two at a weird spot. And Peterson might go for two and a late touch. This is going to be a really fun, entertaining Jacksonville Detroit game. Uh, You know what? I'm taking the lions. I'm taking the lions and for the locks that might come back to me a little bit. Yeah, because sure I like either. the idea of Detroit at home finally coming through in the fourth quarter. You, you would think after Jacksonville's big win over Baltimore, a lot of people are going to think about, oh, yeah, Jacksonville can beat Detroit. I might come back to that Lions one for a lock. I'm starting to like that team a lot a little bit. Uh, Bears-Packers. A, a, a lot a little bit, yeah. So that's how that's how I wager, the pink panty bet. <laughs> there I it like is. the team a lot, so I'll wager a little on it. There you go. Um, I like it, the pink panties. <laughs> Packers-Bears. Bears three and a half point. Dog at home over under 45. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is hurt, but he does own the Bears. The Bears have kind of raised the white flag. Um, I'll take I'll take the pack. I'll lay the three and a half. You know, I love divisional dogs at home, and this is one I'm not biting on, pun intended, with the Bears. Nice and hot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know the situation at quarterback for the Bears. Is it Nathan Peterman? Is it Trevor Simeon? Is it Justin Fields? Is it Twitter? Something's going to happen. Just too much uncertainty for Chicago right now. Green Bay, this is such a stupid quote, but I think it's true. Green Bay is playing a lot better. Yeah, they shouldn't have been playing so terrible early, and you shouldn't get complimented for how off you've been this season. But I will take the Packers, too, because just too many questions, Marks. about 24 hours away from that kickoff for Chicago. Steelers, Falcons. Falcons a one-point favorite at home over under 43. Uh, I said the Steelers would find their way into the playoffs. I'm actually hoping I'm wrong because I'm hoping the Raiders find their way in now, but this is a game you got to win if that's going to happen. Give me the Steel Curtain. This one is less about head and more about heart. I'm rooting against Atlanta for the majority of the rest of the season, even though I'm a Bucks fan. I should be always rooting against them. More so in particular this season because Atlanta is so close to Tampa in that division. I don't want the season to come down to week 18. So I'm picking with my heart on this one. Pittsburgh, come on. Take down Atlanta. Old Buccaneers need you. We move into the 4 o'clock window. Let's go with the Dolphins and the Niners. Dolphins and Niners, Mike McDaniel, Kyle Shanahan. The Niners, a four-point favorite at home 
over under in this matchup between the former coaches who work together 46 and a half. I've I've gone back and forth on this game because you know these this is one of those situations where you know, the coaching staffs know each other, the this knows that, this is what it's legitimately in my mind comes down to the Dolphins offense, which is pretty much unstoppable versus the Niners defense, which is pretty much unmovable. It is the unstoppable force versus the unmovable object. And um, I just, I think the Niners are better. They're home. I'll take the Niners uh, on this one. Maybe this, if I was betting this, it'd probably sprinkle into like a money line parlay though. Like, I don't know if I would bet the number because I could see this being like a, I could see this being a 23-20 game. I could see this being a, a 7 to, to 2 game. You know, like it, I just I don't know which style is going to going to show up because there's also a chance that Shanahan looks across the field and goes they think he's great at offense. I'm the offensive genius. Watch this and all of a sudden the Niners put like 42 on the board. So Niners are like a money line parlay for the for this. I'll take the Niners I'll lay the points. Ooh, I like the Dolphins in this one. This is one of these where I kind of wish I had a hard knocks camera with the Dolphins or Niners coaching room because there's so much pride in that game. Like you mentioned, oh, you think I can do this? I can do that. I want yeah. to watch the film they're watching. Are they like super a thousand zoomed in on like somebody's ankle? Be like, look at Trent Williams's left foot. I told you this would be a run to the, the A gap on that, all that stuff. So yeah, uh, I like the Dolphins. I think the Niners win. God, I keep copping out on those, but that's the play here. It's San Francisco. It's a, a really f- good week. It's gonna be, like, yeah. I don't know if it's a good betting weekend as much. Like, like there's a couple plays I really, really like. Most weeks, you know me, I'm like spreading money all over the place just for the fun of it. There's a lot of games worth watching that I don't know that I would bet them. San Francisco feels like a better team. Like with with yeah. D- and how Debo's. All right, there's my answer. If Debo is a full go. San Francisco wins, but if Debo, for whatever reason, and you get a tweet from somebody that says Debo is going to be limited, I would play the Dolphins money line, and you just said you'd play San Francisco's money line, so I would go Miami depending on the status of Debo Samuel for this game. Seahawks. The house across the street from mine is uh, is officially up for sale, and one of the guys who just pulled up to look at it, just he must have like swallowed his chewing bag or something because he just yacked in the road. Uh. So, so yeah, I, hope that, I, I really hope that's my new neighbor. I really hope this works out. Howdy, neighbor. First impression is great with this guy because he literally saw like the I saw him like with the the, the dip in, and all of a sudden he was like, Whoa! so he's somebody who's who's dipping and he don't know how to do it. So it's great. Uh, looking forward to that. Welcome Sorry. to the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. See, Seahawks and Rams. Rams are a seven point dog at home. Over under is forty one. Yeah, you Seahawks. Uh, the Rams. I mean, we're not even sure who the quarterback's going to be at this point uh, for the Rams. Seahawks are are going to. They're you know a little pissed off after what happened last week. Give me the Seahawks. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take the Rams. I'm gonna take the Rams. Seattle's gonna win. This is more of a three point game than a seven point game. I just gotta give McVeigh credit at some point of as bad as this team is. They're actually they actually played pretty well against Kansas City, even though they lost by sixteen, which is a yeah. weird statement to say. Out they it could have been a complete blowout. The defense isn't terrible. I bet against Seattle like eighty five percent. The thing with the Seahawks, though, aren't the wheels going to fall off? It's December. Is it ever going to happen? Are they going to go like 11 and 6 and miss the postseason after a great year? I don't know, Seahawks fan. What do you want? Do you want to go 10 and 7 or 9 and 8 rather than 11 and 6? What's well, going to feel better or worse? That could be your future. 
Chiefs McVay still in concussion protocol too. So oh man, he got blasted. He got destroyed. The guy never even looked back. Bengals Chiefs two point underdog at home. Cincinnati fifty two and a half. The over under in this game. Man, I like the I like the over. I'm gonna take the Chiefs in this one. I'm gonna lock it in. I think the Chiefs, uh, as much as the Chiefs seem to like treat every game like it doesn't matter and whatever, I feel like they're a little little pissed off at the Bengals still. I feel like they don't like the Bengals. I feel like the stories about Joe Burrow and all those stuff. And and I think this is a, this is gonna be one where you're gonna see that defensive front for the Chiefs get a little busy. Joe Burrow is gonna be picking himself up a few times. Uh, give me the Chiefs, lock it in. I'll take uh, I'll take Kansas City and Kermit Mahomes. I'll lay the two points. Fantasy football managers know this. If you play fantasy football in the past, pre-week expanded, what, week 18, this would have been the final week of the regular season. And if you've got Burrow, Mahomes, Kelsey, any of those guys, uh, T. Higgins, this would have been a week you could have won like your championship, gotten into the playoffs. This is the game you'd hope for for week 13 as a fantasy football player. I've got Mahomes in a bunch of leagues. I'm so excited for Bengals Chiefs. <laughs> Another lock. You, The second time in a row you mentioned a lock you might like for an over. I have the lock over 52 and a half. This is a fantasy football manager's dream. I want some 400 yard over. Under, can I get a DraftKings prop for over under eight and a half passing touchdowns for Burrow and Mahomes? Give me something like that. Nothing but points. Nothing but fantasy football glory. Over. I have to actually pick a team though. Uh, I, will, <laughs> I will take... <laughs> I will take Kansas City because right. those constant field goals last week, I think, got in their head. So I will take Kansas City, but that's going to be a fun, fun game to watch. Chargers, Raiders. Your Raiders, two-point favorite at home, over under 48.5. Lock in the over. Um, I think you're going to see these two. This might be over in the first half. The Raiders' offense right now is clicking, and I don't know that I don't know that anyone's going to be able to stop them. I'm a little scared about Cleo Mack, um, of course. But I don't think they can stop them. But also, the Raiders' defense doesn't really like to stop people either. So I think the over is an absolute lock in this one. I'll take the Raiders because, of course, they're my team. Um, but definitely the over. Lock that over and have some fun with it. You've taught me many a time ago that a home team, usually the number's three, they would get at home. Now, are the? I thought this would be like the Raiders maybe even even. Maybe even an underdog because they played so poorly earlier in the season and the Chargers seem more as if a – playoff contender a two-point favorite at home for a team that's struggling and what they're an overtime win away from maybe the season being over the see this was our dead or alive game of if i'm not mistaken yeah, yeah. winner of this town. one yep <laughs> loser leaves town match i'm going with your raiders yeah buddy that, let's go that, that line at two if they were a dog i would have taken the chargers there is something that somebody knows raiders at home some stinky over there. Maybe they just yeah. let out think they're better. Defense. Raiders. Colts, Cowboys. Monday night. Oh, excuse me. Sunday night. Don't forget what the New York team's coming up to. So we're going to jump to the Sunday night game. How can the Colts keep getting primetime games after that? Oh, God. That stanker Matt Ryan put up on Monday night against the Steelers. Uh, 10 points. Cowboys at home. Monday night. Over under 44. How about them Cowboys? Give me the Cowboys. I'll lay the 10. Um, listen, this this. Jeff Saturday, he's got the guys all marching in the right direction, which is cool for him. I, I I think he deserves slightly more credit than I was giving him, but he's not a head football coach. He doesn't understand what what to do in, in crunch situations. He he if he was the O-line coach, or if he was even like you know, the offensive assistant head coach, something like that, 
I would I think he would be an amazing benefit to a staff. But him making the calls versus Dan Quinn late in the game, that's gonna be bad for that's gonna be bad for the Colts. Give me the Cowboys. Feel like I'm getting suckered in here on this lock. I love the Cowboys. It is a lock for me. I'm gonna talk myself out of it with what I'm about to say here. Okay, so it's a primetime game. And if you we've watched the primetime games this season, especially on Monday night, not only have underdogs won and covered, they've won big. But this Colts team, I, I got nothing for you guys. No coaching staff with experience, an old quarterback. Everyone knows you've got to stop the run. You're going against one of the best defenses in the NFL. 10 points is a lot. I just can't talk myself into betting the Colts for any other reason than, well, the game's played at night. That's not a good enough reason. <laughs> so I will take Dallas. I will lock it in. I like the Cowboys big, but I'm trying to talk myself out of it, and I just can't figure out a good enough reason to. Saints, Buccaneers, Monday night, three and a half point favorites at home. Tampa over under 40 and a half. This should be the Bucs. Home, better team, all those things. Saints always play you tough. I'll take the points. I think this is a field goal game, three and a half. I might bet it early to make sure I don't lose the hook. Uh, I'll take the Saints plus the points. Uh, yes, it's the Saints. As long as we've done pick segments, man, I've always had to pick the Saints in the Buccaneer match, but they kill them in the regular season. It's it's It bothers me. <laughs> Even when the Buccaneers are better teams, they've gotten smoked. And wasn't it, what, just a few years ago, the Tampa Bay run to the Super Bowl where they played the Saints on a Monday night and got absolutely trounced. The game was over by the second quarter. Tampa's got to win, though. Tampa's going to win. Three and a half is a beautiful line to take for the New Orleans Saints. Come on, Tampa, don't do this to me. No, you know, Tampa's going to lose, too. I love it. Uh, While we're taping yeah. this, uh, Netherlands USA has already kicked, has started, I should say. I, shouldn't, I don't know if kicked off is a thing. And, like, I just got a score update of 0-0. Zero, zero. I'm like, oh, we're, oh, yeah, you're nine minutes in. <laughs> uh, I'm taking the Saints, and they're going to beat the Bucks. And I'm not betting on that. I'm never betting against my favorite team. All right, let's get to the New York team so people can enjoy the American action. Let's do the Jets and the Vikings first. Jets, Vikings, three-point favorite at home, Minnesota, over under 44 and a half. How many points? 44 and a half. And then the Jets are getting how many? Three. Give me the Jets. Lock in the Jets plus three. I think I, I feel like the Vikings can win this thing. This is probably, I'm almost like, I feel like this is me becoming a soccer fan. I'm almost betting a push right here. I can see this being a field goal game. I really can. But I think the Jets, I think the Jets are really onto something. I don't, I don't think Mike White is the white knight they're hoping for, pun intended. But I think they've rallied around him and they're playing so strong on defense with a top five defense in the, in the, in the NFL right now. Um, I'll take the jets. I think the Vikings maybe win it, but I think it's gonna be a really, really close game. Am I really saying that the jets because of Mike white are going to go on the road, beat one of the best teams in the NFC with a backup running back with a, troubled wide receiver we'll call it troubled for elijah Moore because he wants the ball more even though fantasy sites are lighting up that everyone says you should add him this week which doesn't make much sense to me and i got a rookie going against the best wide receiver arguably in the nfl and justin jefferson none of that stuff makes sense none of it i'm oh god if this was tuesday i would have taken the jets uh now that it's a weekend i'm taking the vikings because i i can't I can't talk myself in New York. I'm rooting for him. I've told you, I want to see the Jets do well this season. I think it's a fun storyline to watch with how they're piecing this thing together. 
the answer is Minnesota here. There's too much working in the Vikings' favor. I will take the Vikings in that game. Did you hear the only wide receiver who hasn't like bought in allegedly is uh, Braxton Berrios there because he he actually hangs out with Zach Wilson. I heard uh, it was actually um, uh, one of the barstool things. I happened to catch a clip from it. Portnoy says he runs into them down, down in like you know Martha's Vineyard or some crap, and they wear shirts saying like how good the other guy is. They like walk around together. Ooh, yeah. So 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 yeah. So I don't think Barros will be getting a lot of looks from White. So maybe that's why Moore is getting a little a little extra love. Last one here because the Bills and Patriots played on Thursday night. Giants Commanders. Giants are a two point dog at home. Over under. <sighs> 40 and a half this one uh this this game if i was gonna make a play on this game it'd probably be the under um but i'll take the giants i i think they're getting six players back i think potentially from their uh from their defense and every well like from the ir and everything like that so i'll take i'll take the giants but taylor heineke is a cover machine and this might just be me betting with my heart and not my head that late victory against Atlanta felt like a season-shifting thing for the Commanders. I know it's a batted ball, too. And if you bet the Falcons on the money line, that's something you have to consider for the rest of your life, that you did that and thought that was going to work out for you in any NFL game, how the history of that franchise. Washington and New York seem so close. They seem so close. Good defense. Coaches that are changing what they want in that franchise. Young quarterbacks. But when it comes to the running backs, Saquon Barkley is better. Wide receivers, isn't Washington better? With McLaurin out there, Curtis Samuel's looking to get in action more. No! I'm take- Goal no, already? Just, yeah. Not for us. Oh. I will take Washington. All right, I'll go through my locks here. Here are my final four locks. I love the over in Browns-Texans. I love the over in Chiefs-Bengals. I have now talked myself into the Cowboys, even though I almost jumped off. I cannot believe I'm doing the freaking Lions. And the fourth lock is the Lions against the Jags. I love right. if I could pick three locks this week, those two overs and the Cowboys, and then a cutoff, and then the Lions. So I feel very strong about those top three. I'm doing the star system this week, right? So I want like like confidence rankings. Four stars, my most confident. So one star, Jets plus three, two stars, Kansas City minus two. Three stars over in the Raiders game of 48 and a half. Four stars, Tennessee plus four and a half. Titans are my are my lock of all locks this week. I actually bet them early to make sure the points wouldn't go down to. I got them at five and a half. So um, so yeah, those are mine. I, I just I think that uh I think Vrabel's gonna make that game ugly. I think the Eagles, you know, they don't they don't reinvent the wheel. They they have a really solid running game, and the way they do the running game is is pretty is pretty impressive, but I think that's exactly the kind of thing that Frable can see. So Titans are my biggest loss. Love it, dude. Uh, Friday, Sunday, two big shows on the way. I'm going to do my well, best. Actually, well, give me some college picks real quick, too, because I know you got some guys today you like. I, I like Georgia. I like Georgia at 17 and a half. I know that's a big number, but this one could be over fast. I don't know how LSU is even going to hang with these guys. So I like Georgia, and I like the under in Carolina Clemson. Those are the All two right. I like. And if you want a one outside, way outside, uh, Troy Coastal. I kind of like Troy, but those like two Troy. more so. I, I like Georgia, and I like the under in the ACC title game. I wanted to take Carolina on the money line, but Carolina stunk so bad the last two weeks. I don't know what team I'm getting tonight. I might uh, I might tease a couple things around a little bit. And I know that I'm not going to do the conventional teases. I just um, I, I kind of like Kansas State, but I don't like – I want more points. 
So I might have to put a teaser together just so I can take K State. That's that's just literally doing it just to take K State. It would have been uh, nice. A Utah Kansas State money line would have been nice. I've got like this. I had a five dollar free play, and I have every game picked, like either a money line and over something for every game. So far, so good. <laughs> from yesterday that sounds like an undefeated <laughs> is what i just heard that's it so far so good i'm not gonna get too i don't want to get too crazy i don't want to uh but but as a like if it's not if if i bought out right now never lost so i'm hoping you want to do a little quick q a or before uh, we yeah i think i think uh most of our q a's we covered so we've had com- people coming in and out yeah this one is from early, so i don't mind yeah this one is from I believe a Middle Eastern country with a team name. Yeah. Keep my fingers crossed for the United States football team today against the Netherlands. USA, USA. It's time for the U.S. team to raise a level in world football. Thank you, the yeah. listener from another country, for that one. And that, and that was uh, what was cool about that is when I saw that it was not in English. I thought it was going to be one of those like, and you can watch the stream right here. So the fact <laughs> that it's a real comment, I really wish I knew how to say um, your name. So. I, I apologize that I don't I don't I don't speak the language I don't read the language, but I appreciate your comment. Very cool. Uh, Corey said hi. Of course, go blue. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Tommy Gross wanted to know what we thought of the Degrom signing. Tommy, we did it right around like the thirty-five minute mark, but yeah. I didn't believe he was ever going to leave. I did, I did, because because cash rules everything around me. Cream get the money. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. Uh, Cindy Martin, Cindy Lou, who was just her birthday. Hey, way, happy yesterday. birthday. Uh, go Jets! So proud of them this year. Yeah, I mean they—that's one of those ones where you looked at it and Bob Sala was catching slings and arrows. Like he had, we're keeping receipts. Everybody's like, "Well, you're stupid. You shouldn't keep receipts." And they start winning. They're like, "We should all keep receipts." So I, I like, I like, <laughs> like the calm, steady pace that the Jets are building at. I think is a, is a good thing, and I think it'll it'll yield, it'll bear fruit for them, so to speak. If you live in Seattle, Washington, and you are a fan of the Washington Husky football program, please stop tweeting me. Enough is enough. Yeah, who's the Heisman now? My my Twitter, Michael Penix Jr., who plays quarterback for the Washington Huskies. I've nonstop been on a thread, and I don't know how to turn it off, from Washington football fans demanding I vote for him. <laughs> so you're not voting for him. Um, Wrong Corbin's way to like, advertise. Nice try. Yeah, because yeah. everyone loves to be Twitter harassed. That's what everyone – that's like I was thinking about that when, when I was getting text messages from – people that I did not give the authority to text me about voting, vote, voting for their representative or whatever. And I went, you know what? Now I'm not, uh, <laughs> you just blew it. Right. You Cause obviously we don't see, it. we don't see eye to eye on things. Okay. I don't, I don't spam people. It's not allowed, but I do have spam. Maybe I'll have a little spam today. Maybe I'll do the most unhealthy of all canned meats. I'm going to go out with a nice date with my wife. It's been a while. Nice, nice day with my wife here coming up. I'm, what does she oh. do wrong? I was thinking in my head, I'm like, oh, we got to find a nice place to grab lunch. I'm trying to figure out what places may have the World Cup on and may not. <laughs> What's been infiltrated by soccer and football fans that we can actually get a table during the World Cup? Do we just hold off till noon? We're going to find any that place there. that has garden in their name is going to is going to have the World Cup. Ooh, darn it. So any really sports place isn't going to like, is there like a dinosaur barbecue right now? I bet you no, that's I wanted those free breadsticks, though. Oh, uh, you want to go to Olive Garden? What do you think the World Cup fans are like at the Olive Garden? They're not. Because <laughs> they're your family. They're pissed Italy's not there. 
Every time, ever since the uh, the Jimmy Fallon bit where he brought Post Malone to Olive Garden, <laughs> I'm just disappointed. Anytime I go to Olive Garden and there isn't no Post Malone isn't there, I'm just I just get instantly like, oh, I was hoping a guy with really bad tattoos on his face would be here. Oh, sucks. Syracuse native Post Malone. Is he really? Yeah, he was born in Syracuse. Yeah, I wouldn't say that out loud. I don't think that's a good thing. My man is like, oh, sorry, like. Yeah, they're saying goodbye to Bear on TV right now. You were right. Oh, we didn't mention that. That's right. You know, I actually had a graphic here that said, what did we miss? We missed that Bear Felica. Here we go. Bear Felica is going to Fox. He's getting the bag. Good for him. And Deion Sanders might be the next head coach of Colorado. But, yeah, Bear Felica, guy was behind the scenes for, what, 27 years? Sports gambling gets legalized. They toss him on the camera. They're like, Fox is like, hey, he's got glasses. You know, sports betting. He's got a following. We'll give him some money. Sure. Well, he's always been the nicest guy. When we finally got a hold of him, he came on anytime we needed him, he, whether it be horse racing, anything else, he would, he jumped on. So, um, big fan of the bear. So, I will. Fox Sports doing what they got to do. Too bad, too bad. Uh, locally, I heard some schlub is going to be running the radio station locally. Do you have any advice for the end of the show? <laughs> uh, yeah, here's my advice to everyone, right? <clears throat> Two things. <laughs> Two pieces of advice. If you were to run a, a sports franchise radio station or anything like that, you probably should call me first. Uh, that's one. Two, never give me a secret you don't want out early. That's just silly. Congrats, guys. <laughs>